one, coast to coast, peanut butter and toast. Probing in the lane, fading away, whoopsie doo, don't mind if I do. In transition, denied by Hoy Lean. DeCam says, give me that, a pick two for Northwestern. Spot of three on the way, bang for Noah and the Erickson center erupts. Spread the love around, corner, pocket, cash for Lund. It is time for another edition of the Unlike Any Other, the UMAC podcast. And well, uh, this is going to be a tough one for me, Ryan, because uh, I'm a little frustrated with how some of the games turned out this weekend. We're going to get into it, but... uh, And I guess I'm getting a little greedy with some of my game picks and predictions because I still am sitting pretty good. You are one game up on me now, but man, some very disappointing results and things I'm going to have to get off my chest, but we'll get into it when we get there. How's it going today for you, and how are you feeling after another weekend of UMAC basketball is in the books? I can't complain, Wyatt. Great weekend, great action to keep an eye on. How how was your weekend? Good weekend? I I heard you saw some high-level basketball. Where are you hearing this from? I'm trying to think of what your you're your day job, your now. day job. I heard there was a thriller up north. No, remember I was only having to write the story for that game, so I oh, didn't that's have true. to watch. You weren't keeping an eye on and, it, okay? And it actually ended up getting canceled, so that's why I was oh, okay. actually <laughs> able to watch the Northwestern Bethany game. So you can thank that because now I'll have a lot of insight to that one as I was able to tune into that one. But uh, no, uh, it could have been a great game, but uh, it got canceled. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, no, I did get to watch some high-level basketball, though. You're not wrong. I mean, I did. It was just a little different from outside of what I was anticipating initially. All things considered, though things are going well for me i mean it's a great time of the year for sports in general you've got nfl playoffs that are going on the college football playoff just wrapped up shout out to the dogs i gotta say they got it done my heart is just very full knowing they finally completed it it's a dream come true for them so congrats to georgia but if uh, if only we had the you know if i had my button bar in front of me like i do at my day job (laughs) wide and i could hit who let the dogs out that my coworker was playing throughout the day on tuesday i would okay i would do that for you but i don't have it in front of me so how in the world does that even apply to the job you have where your coworker is hitting who let the dogs out he he likes to have a lot of fun and there's a host at the station i work at she went to florida and she's a big sec supporter so she was she was happy georgia won and we can talk more about that off mic but yes we can but anyways no all things considered though things are going well for me also and it's a great time of the year for sports lots to get into though from this past weekend and a lot of our time is going to be spent in one location which was down in Mankato but we got some other ones to get through first so as always I like to start with the women's games first so if we just recap the results from Friday I'll just run through the scores first and then we can talk about each game Northwestern was taking on Martin Luther these are women's games they got the win 83 to 44 Morris defeated Northland 58 to 42 and Superior defeated Crown 81 to 72 so Going from top to bottom of how it's lined up on the UMAC website, Northwestern Martin Luther, I mean, is there much to say about this one, Ryan, as far as anything that stood out? I mean, the Eagles look like they just really were in control of this one uh, and did not overlook Martin Luther looking ahead to their game against Bethany. Yeah, that's a great way to put it, Wyatt. I mean, they blitzed Martin Luther out of the gate. The Eagles made their first nine shots in the contest. They were up 23-1 to seven minutes into the game. 
29-5 at the end of the quarter. I exactly. Mean, and, I mean, really no one can bounce back from that when you shoot 86% from the field in one quarter and you're dishing it out left and right and everybody's stepping up to make shots. I mean, you're not going to come back from that, okay? Like, Martin Luther's not saying that in their huddle, but the game was basically over at that point. <laughs> and a welcome sight to see for Eagle fans, Wyatt, because we talked about it in the preview pod last week. We didn't know what we were going to get from Northwestern. This is the first game they played in the new year of 2022. New year, new Eagles, apparently. They looked yep. like a new squad, new first and improved. conference game. I mean, yeah, there's a lot Ready of to roll. After multiple weeks off, we did not know what they were going to look like if they'd have their full complement of players after they had a little bit of a pause, as far as I could tell. Everyone was at the disposal for Coach Call, and a bunch of them got into the game Friday night in that lopsided victory against Martin Luther, which is always great to see when so many players get in and We'll have a little more on the Eagles as a whole from what we saw this weekend when we talk about the result in Mankato. You talked about that was the place to be this weekend in in a couple of moments. But convincing win on Friday, and I don't remember what I said for the score. I said they'll pull away late, but I didn't think they were going to win by uh, 39. (laughs) Define late because, I mean, they pulled away within the first couple of minutes. To some, that's later, I guess, than the beginning. But (laughs) you, You know the saying, right? Yeah, it's getting late really early here. I yeah. mean, sometimes people say that, and that applied there. Well, the one I like to use is it's still early, but it's definitely getting later. So <laughs> you got to uh, figure it out. So, but no, the the only other thing I would say about this one is it's got to be encouraging for Coach Call to see just how many different players, as you mentioned, were at his disposal. Three players in double figures, a couple more, nine, eight. I mean, lots of contributions there in that game, so that's got to be encouraging. Yeah, and and Kelsey Lund starting to get her shot back, Wyatt, because she's struggled big time out of the gates so far this season. Again, we can have more on that maybe a little bit later on, but she was the one coming out of the gates firing in the opening quarter, and the Eagles are going to need that. If they want to make some noise in UMAC play, they need their senior leader, to start to get her shot back. And we know she's capable of it, starting to show it this past weekend. Yeah, there's no question they're going to need her. I mean, they're going to kind of live and die as she goes. I mean, they have other contributions, but, I mean, we mentioned it from the start of the year. Once DeCam went down and she's not available, I mean, a lot of that falls on Kelsey London, how she shoots and leads this team at the point guard position. So, see if she can get it going. Other results from Friday, Morris over Northland, 58-42. to Big weekend for Coach Grove squad. We won't uh, tell you the final score from the game Saturday, but they did pick up two wins this weekend, so a big weekend for them. And uh, the defense coming out tough against Northland, really both days, but Northland specifically as well, holding them to 42 points. I don't have much to say on it, so I'll just turn it to you if there's anything of note. Yeah, like you said, we'll get to the Saturday results shortly, but a great response overall this weekend from the Cougars after a tough, tough, pill to swallow on that loss Monday night. They had North Central on the ropes, undefeated squad, trying to knock them off on their home floor in a rescheduled game. And that's not easy, Wyatt, to turn around from that. But you know Coach Grove and his staff said, all right, guess what? We get to get back on the practice floor Tuesday. We get to prepare for two matchups this weekend, and we're going to forget about this one real quick. That's exactly what they did. Mission accomplished for Morris this weekend and two games that were not really super stressful. We'll get more to the one that I think was more telling, though, in a couple moments in their victory over Superior. Yeah, and as far as Northland goes, uh, disappointing loss, 0-3 and UMAC play with it, but uh, they're just going to have to find more answers offensively as far as uh, if they want to have success. I mean, 16 for 47 from the field just is not going to get it done in this conference. 
night in and night out. Then the only other one, and we mentioned this was probably the bigger of the two to set the table for the weekend for Superior, is against Crown, 81-72 victory for the Yellow Jackets as they get a much-needed UMAC win. And, uh, I mean, big performance from one player in particular for Crown, and I'll maybe let you talk a little bit about that, but also from the Yellow Jacket side of things, in front of the home crowd, 81 points. They shot, uh, you know, 4 of 10 from deep. You think about that, this is a team that's doing it a lot down low. They're not attempting very many outside shots. Didn't have to in this game, but uh, that'd be something to maybe keep an eye on moving forward. That might need to be something they improve on. But nonetheless, big win for them over Crown. Do you want me to um, do you want me to mention what you were alluding to? We can we can do that one and then we'll save it uh, the second one for later. So there was obviously two games over the weekend for the Storm, but starting off, it was a loss Friday night. Wyatt, as you mentioned, eighty-one to seventy-two to the Jackets, but. Leading the way for the Storm, a career night for the sophomore guard out of Gaylord, Minnesota. We saw Dahmer Beaner earlier this year have a big game, Wyatt. Now Mackenzie Latsky stepping up for Coach Zabla's club. 32 points, 10 to 20 from the field. Five triples, got to the line a lot, and five rebounds. I mean, Crown is building something, okay? It's maybe not showing up right away in the win column like people would like it to. But we're clearly seeing, Wyatt, so far this season, Coach Zabla has a plan and a mission offensively to get some of her top players lots of looks and get them going. We haven't seen scoring outputs like this for the Storm in, I don't know how many years. I mean, it's been a long time where we've seen them have this much offensive success and be able to hang with some teams where earlier on, quite frankly, Wyatt, I mean, to be blunt, they just don't have enough firepower. They have way more scoring this season out in St. Bonnie than we've seen in the past. And that's obviously a credit to first-year head coach Leah Zabla. Yeah, uh, Mackenzie Latsky, you've got our attention. I mean, that was a big-time performance and an overall good weekend for her. And like you said, now that they've had two players put up 30-plus this year, that just shows what they have cooking there in crown. And uh, let's just skip down to Saturday. We're going to skip over the one result because – uh, that's the one we'll spend the most time on. But since we're talking about Crown, they followed that up with that win against Northland. So they go one and one on the weekend, get their first conference win. And uh, this is a team I think that when you think about them, there's there's something to be excited about for the future. It may not necessarily pan out this year to a playoff berth, but this is a team I think that's definitely trending in the right direction moving forward. Absolutely. That's a great way to put it, Wyatt. And you mentioned a little bit earlier with Northland, just the struggles offensively. 42 in this game as well. They don't get over 42 in either game. That's a tough pill to swallow. I mean, they didn't shoot the ball badly at all, Wyatt. 46% from the field, 40% from deep. But what's the big number? 30, 30 turnovers. Too many. You're just not going to be able to win many games. I mean, really... I'd like to see any team win a basketball game if they turn it over 30 times or more. More on that in a moment. But it's going to be tough to have success when you do that. I will say we finally got the volume we were looking for, Wyatt. I'm kind of joking. The volume I was looking for, okay? Miranda Wagner did not leave the basketball floor. 24 whopping field goal attempts. I love to see it. Made 11 gotta of them. Got to get that. It was couple a rookie three numbers, balls, Ryan. 11 boards, numbers up. 24 points, a block and a steal. That is why she was a selection for Team Ryan. <laughs> Here's the deal, though. If she's shooting 24 times a game, I need more than 24 <laughs> points, though. Hey, we got I mean, to start somewhere, okay? 
I, I mean, you're right, but I, I, I don't know. I don't have a whole lot to say about that, I guess. I no, would say the positive yeah. thing for Northland is that they're holding opponents. I mean, you hold two conference opponents to 58-55. You're good on that side of things. So if they could just correct the offensive issues and start scoring more, they're actually not that far off of being a team that can compete with a lot of other opponents. So. Yeah, I, I would agree. I don't I don't have much more to say on that one. Are you ready to move to the next one? I, I am. You wanted to talk about this one. Uh, and this is the first team I'm upset about. I'm much more upset about another team on the men's side that I'll get into when we get to the <laughs> men's games. But I'm also not too happy with the Yellow Jackets. They cost me a pick this weekend. They lost to Morris. How many turnovers they have, Ryan? You talk about that 30 number. Uh, you're not going to win a lot of games doing that. And they... they they're proof of that, I guess, as well. Well, well, I mean, to set the scene, Wyatt, Superior, we were talking before we hopped on here, we're feeling good going into the locker room. They're up by eight. We talked about how huge of a weekend it is for Coach Zach Otto Fisher's club to pick up these wins at home. Their men's squad isn't in the building. The whole community can support this squad that was once a dynasty. They got the big win on Friday night against Crown. They're feeling good halfway through on Saturday but then I don't know what was in the water in Mort's Mortarelli gym in the second half on Saturday against the Cougars because something happened. Are you saying Morris was drinking a, a different water? Source? Maybe. Maybe we <laughs> got to check things out and they had some Powerade and Superior had some low-level off-brand Gatorade. No, I'm just kidding. But the Jackets, 31 turnovers. That That's just killer white. You just You can't have that. Credit to Coach Groves Club. Again, a big performance on the road to pick up a win. But again, folks, we don't just keep saying this over and over again to try to beat a dead horse. If it sounds like we're doing so fine, you can tell us we're doing that. But Superior White, not that long ago, they were a dynasty in this conference. You would never even dream of them turning the ball over close to that many times. And obviously the rest of the conference has started to catch up to them. I understand that. But we were talking earlier as well. One of your best players, if not your best player, period, a player on your squad, Kalen Christian, is leading the way. 25 points, 9 of 16 from the field, a whopping 7 triples. There's lots of good numbers on this squad. Allison Luma is cleaning up the boards with 15 of them, but turnovers are huge, Wyatt. We maybe don't talk about it enough. I mean, I feel like we talk about it a fair amount. But in the game of basketball, you've got to have an awareness of ball security and that is so huge for the programs that are at the top, maximizing possessions. I won't beat the dead horse any longer. Do you have anything left to say on this matchup? It's it's disappointing. I Like you said, you're up eight at halftime. And let's not take anything away, though, from Morris and what they were able to do. I mean, Coach yep. Grove sent the tweet out. I don't remember. Did we retweet that one or not? Where he's like, huge win, yep. huge weekend. He's pumped up as he should be. They're 3-1 and one in conference play, so just hats off to them for what they've been able to do. And they're, they're looking more and more for real game by game. So they're a very fun team to keep an eye on as this season's gone along. As far as Superior goes, I'm very close to just not writing them off because they could still get in. But as far as competing for a championship, I just I don't see it this year with them. They're just they're not where they used to be, and it just continues to look worse and worse. So looking ahead to next week before you know we get into that, how big of a game is it going to be on Friday for Morris and Bethany? We'll talk more about it in oh, the preview. Yeah. But with Morris hosting Bethany with the way they're playing right now, that'll be a fun one to preview. And just Getting... one one quick shout-out, Wyatt, for Morris to Jay Quante. Big weekend for her, an upperclassman stepping up on that team. We've talked before. We maybe had some misses in our fantasy picks. That was bound to happen. But I think she's on that'd that short one list as one potentially 
leading the way with 20-7 and seven for Morris in that win over the Jackets. I just pulled up the fantasy, by the way. We'll do it at the very end. Like We'll yeah. go through all the games, but uh, that's it's interesting the way that's been developing. So now here's the game on Saturday. This was one of two games in Mankato on Saturday. This was a big one. This one not as exciting as the second game that followed, but Bethany gets a 74-62 win. I mean, Geisfeld just doing Geisfeld things, 31-21. and 21. I mean, it's just incredible what she's been able to do. But Northwestern started this game on a very hot note. You were able to watch this one. I didn't get to catch much of it, so I'm going to just kind of turn it to you and give your thoughts on it. But it's a big win for Bethany as they kind of continue to flex their muscles in UMAC play. Yeah, I'm not going to try to spend too long on this one, but fascinating game. We talked about it in the preview last week, Why This was the game to watch in the slate that we had after North Central versus Bethany got canceled, unfortunately, from Friday night. Bethany's coming in well-rested. We documented a few minutes ago about Northwestern's success Friday night in New Ulm. They come back Saturday, and I don't know if there was something a little bit extra said by Coach Call in the locker room before these two games, Wyatt, but Northwestern is ready to rock in 2022, okay? I just, they look like a different team coming out of the gates in these couple of games they've played. And they came out red hot in this game, just like they did Friday night. 53% from the field in the opening quarter, four triples. Second quarter, they keep it up. They're shooting over 50% from deep and from the field in the opening half of this contest, spreading the love around. I'm looking at you know some of my notes here that I have. They got to the hoop super fast, making moves in the post quick, highlighted by Haley Pop. Best game I've ever seen her play at Northwestern. Career game for her. I think 22 is a career high, if I'm not mistaken, for Haley Pop. 11 to 18 from the field, seven rebounds as well. And it was interesting why how they were defending Hannah Geisfeld. We've talked about it before. I mean, what do you think, what's the best way to slow her down? What would you do if you're an opposing coach? Do you send doubles at her and even a third player, a triple team against her in the post or well, do you say she's going to get hers we can't stop it what do you do I mean Bethany shot 11 for 34 from deep so to me that's saying over half their shots were threes so you could live with that when they're only making 11 of them but how often are they only going to make 11 for 34 is what you got to yeah. ask yourself so it just comes down to what are you willing to give up and it just to me depends on how the game is going with Northwestern in the lead for as long as they were, I'm okay giving up twos kind of or playing your odds one-on-one, -on -one, maybe a double somewhere when it's not expected. When the game's a little bit tighter, you almost have to live with the three and not give up easy twos and hope they're missing so that, you know, if you're given twos when the game is close or they have a slight lead, you're just you're not giving yourself a fair chance at that yeah. point. So it kind of depends on how the game starts. But it's really a pick-your-poison. I mean, there's no good answer for how you do yep. it because she's just been that effective. And she, she's more than deserving as of right now to me to be in an All-American conversation at the end of the year. Absolutely. I mean, there's a reason she was nominated for that preseason. And I ask why, because you made some good points. They were shooting all those threes because the Eagles gave it to them. They were sending two at her and sometimes crashing down even an extra defender to make it three in the paint. And Hannah trusted her teammates all half long, kicking it out As, to them and giving them three-point attempts. I will say, Northwestern did a good job rotating and getting some good contests. I mean, the Eagles were flying around the floor defensively, but Hannah was trusting her teammates. She was pushing the ball up the floor a ton as well, which we don't have to talk about that. But she was heavily involved, obviously, as you would expect. 
Well, and like Coach Jones said, though, in the interview we got to do with him this past week, she's very unselfish and just a great person. So obviously she has that ability to trust her teammates, and she has the entire time she's been at Bethany. So when you combine everything together that they have working for them, they're just a very tough team to stop. And sitting now at the top of the conference, 4-0, they really have just a cling on this at this point outside of North Central. It's really a two-team race, and then Northwestern sitting at 1-1, one one, so they got a good opportunity still. But it definitely seems like those two teams continue to kind of stretch themselves from the rest of the pack. The only other thing I would say as far as the Eagle side of things go, yes, Pop had a, a career day, 22 points. But Megan Roberts and Kelsey Lund, they cannot score only nine points in yep. these big games. Roberts specifically, I mean, we were talking about her as one of the better players in this conference at the end of last year. Seems like she's had kind of a quiet year and uh, the Eagles are maybe still waiting for her to get going a little bit. I'm glad that you brought her up, Wyatt, and I totally agree with what you just said. It's not that her numbers aren't good. You look at the season numbers with the field goal percentages, she's still grabbing a ton of rebounds. She's so valuable for this team. The way the Eagles run their offense, though, it's not meant for really any isolation and giving anyone one-on-one looks, except for Haley Pop, like she had on Saturday. But the deal with Roberts is she's willing to step out and take a three. Sure, she'll do a back cut every now and again. She can post up, but they don't have like specific sets to get her looks. And I'm interested to see, as we head deeper and deeper into this season, does she get more of that? Because especially, again, going back to it, folks, some of you you know don't know as much as we're talking about, with, but with BDK out, Wyatt, and watching this game where Bethany was just able to wear down Northwestern maybe a little bit, you could say, and outlast him. We talk all the time about Coach Jones' clubs gets better throughout the season and especially deep in games. They're so good at closing. Watching that, I just kept thinking, how much different is this if Northwestern had BDK? When they don't have some flow offensively to go to one player wide, how many times did we see late shot clock? BDK gets the ball top of the key. Can go hard with that right hand. She can go left as well. She can pull up with a jump shot. So many buckets late in the shot clock. And the shots just weren't falling as much for the Eagles in the second half. Speaking of Bethany's defense, they're helping so much on the Eagles' drives. Even when they're only getting two, three dribbles inside the paint, they're doubling on drives. And the Eagles had so many open three-point looks. I mentioned in the first half they were great from downtown, 6 of 10. Some open shots going by the wayside down the stretch. And again, Bethany... If you want to call it wore them down, outlasted them, whatever you want to call it, I agree with you, Wyatt. The Eagles needed more outside of Haley Pop, but I think if you're an Eagles supporter, very, very encouraging weekend, okay? They proved they can play with Bethany, gave themselves some belief. They'll see him again in the Erickson Center next month, and maybe they'll even see him again late in February in the UMAC playoffs. I don't think the story's over between these two clubs. No, definitely isn't. But uh, there were some takeaways, though, that uh, can't be ignored just from watching that game. That's for sure. So uh, with that, we can head over to the men's side of things, I think, and start diving into some of the games there. Let's go over the scores from Friday first. North Central over Bethany, 104 to 101. We'll get into that one a little bit here. Northwestern over Martin Luther, 76 to 44. I'm not really sure how much we'll talk about that one. Morris over Northland, 102 to 72. Let's skip the Bethany one because, to be honest with you, I want to group that one together with the one against Northwestern on Saturday. So we can talk about both those together. Let's go straight into Northwestern Martin Luther. Eagles just asserted their dominance. They held Martin Luther to 44. These are your nights, Ryan. What's what's going on? 
you got to keep doing every that. time. You every gotta, time you got to beat the dead horse. No, I don't blame it's you. Every time. And hey, Wyatt, early in this game, I mean, offense is tough to come by from Northwestern. And credit to Martin Luther, but this game was close for the first eight, ten, twelve minutes of the game, where Martin Luther's looking around like they're not pulling away. And we're still not shooting that well. We're not doing much offensively. The Eagles played great, great defense to give their offense a chance to eventually get into the flow of it. Noah had a really slow start. Kyle was still trying to get going for them, and it was tough to find offense. But, again, the Eagles, what do they fall back on when their offense is slow? Their defense that they always fall back on, that pack line defense, make it tough on you to get good looks. And eventually the offense starts to come for Northwestern, 50% from the field in the second half, getting it going. And we've talked about Caleb Hoyleen a little bit from time to time, Wyatt, but especially with Owen Borma not available this weekend for Northwestern. I mean, the kid is just, the stock is sky high. If you can buy stock in Caleb Hoyleen right now, the sophomore out of Minneapolis isn't just a high flyer in the gym. He's a high flyer in the stock market as well. 16 and 16, dominating the glass. When Owen's not there, Wyatt, I've mentioned I think he's the best defensive rebounder, at least for Northwestern, when they have their full complement of players. Hoyleen took that on the chin and said, don't worry, guys. I'll figure that out. I'm going to clear the glass and do what Owen does. Can't say enough about his performance Friday night. Massive. Yeah, I mean, 16 and 16 is incredible. Anytime you get a double-double, it's impressive. But when you do it by going 16 of both, it's incredible. Big performance from him. Morris and Northland. Morris, I mean, have they answered the call or what? Ever since we had uh, Tath and Dylan on the podcast, they have been playing much better. And they mentioned when we interviewed them, they said specifically, we know how good we can be and what needs to happen. Starts on the defensive side of the ball. 72 is a much better improvement than what we've been seeing. So these two teams, it's interesting, trending in completely opposite directions right now. Uh, what were your thoughts on this one? I, I don't have many other than to say I think Morris is the real deal, and I think Northland uh, could be in a little bit of trouble here because they it's not going to get easier for them as the year continues to move on. No, I, I totally agree, Why We've seen some great signs from the Cougars, and I you know, I think you're kind of saying we gave them a little mojo. You know, Dylan and Tath well, talking so about... Here's, <laughs> here's a weird sidetrack. It's been working really well for them, and then I'm thinking, is there an unlike any other, the UMAC curse as well on the podcast? Because, I mean, we had Coach Sorensen on, and they haven't won a game since we had him on. So no, that's a good point. It's, <laughs> it's interesting. It's like both ways. So I guess uh, <laughs> we'll have to just keep an eye on that with the future guests and see if it pans out. Nobody's going to want to talk to us anymore <laughs> after a while. But, hey, but... there's a plug. If, if there's a coach that we haven't talked to or if you're a player and you want to come on or you want to nominate another player, UAO, the UMAC at gmail.com, let us know. <laughs> Could go really well or really bad for you. But uh, it's like a game of Russian roulette. Anyways, yeah, thoughts? Uh, yeah, I, I saw some stretches of this mostly locked into what was going on in Mankato Friday night. Again, we'll, we'll get to that one shortly, as you mentioned, Wyatt. But the three ball, that was the story for Morris. A free-flowing game back and forth where Northland was able to hang with them from time to time. 16-30 from downtown, though. Spreading the love around, Jarrett Johnson. Okay, a big man who likes to step out and shoot it for the Cougars. We've seen it in the past. Six triples, 24-12. and 12. Shout out to him. If my math is correct, Wyatt, and again, as I said last time, that's a that's a big question. But if I'm counting correctly as I move down the line, six players in double figures for the Cougars. And if they didn't play everyone who made the trip, it was pretty doggone close because, again, I'm counting here on the fly. I think that they played 
14 guys, I want to say, in that matchup in the Kendrigan Center Friday night. Lots of guys getting an opportunity when you win by you know 30. That'll happen. But even in stretches of the contest where it's still somewhat close, they trust guys on the bench. They have their combinations. Coach Groves Club peaking at the right time. And as you said, Wyatt Northland, they got to figure some things out. Because, I mean, for Coach Sorensen's club, it was never going to be they're going to win games in, that are shootouts. Okay, They need to be able to yeah. win basketball games when they score near 70 points at home. The offense did the job, really, you could argue, but way too much firepower on the other side for the Cougars. Well, and so let's jumpstart what you mentioned with Northland there into their next matchup as we move to Saturday now because we covered the, uh, well, we kind of covered the Friday games. We're going to group the two Bethany games Don't together, worry. For, for fans who watched that there. thriller Friday night Mankato, we have we're, some thoughts. Just wait. We're, we're going to get there. But now that you mentioned Northland, let's talk about their second game against Crown. Similar story. They're just, they're not scoring where they need to if they're going to allow 82 points. They just they have to figure it out one way or another. And again, this isn't to take anything away from Crown because it's a big win for Crown, but Northland kind of also caught the raw end of the stick here, if you think about it, because they had to play Morris. That was Morris's only game of the week. Then they come back the next day and play Crown. It's also Crown's only game of the week. So tough, tough draw almost in a sense for Northland when you look at what they had to deal with this weekend. But nonetheless, they're going to have to get it together quick. And Crown... Similar to what Morris was able to show, they're maybe starting to show they're going to stick around too. The race is heating up uh, come playoff time here as we continue to go down the stretch as far as who are these teams going to be that are going to be up there with the top. More great signs for your guy, Wyatt. Putting the team on his back. Cade Carroll came out ready to play. 17-10 and 10 in the first half in the Kendrigan Center on Saturday. We mentioned how much of a benefit it is for some of these teams, Wyatt, where it's the only game they had to play. Coach Herbert and his club, they're rearing to go. They get off the bus and they say, we're ready to rock and roll. Northland's still trying to lick their wounds a little bit from letting up three digits the night before against the Cougars. I mean, hopefully that doesn't happen much more throughout the rest of the season, Wyatt, because that means that we're having more postponements and cancellations. But it's something to watch going forward. If a team comes into a building not having played the night before and you're facing off against a team who finished a game less than 24 hours ago. I mean, it's a huge advantage. Crown took advantage of it. And, yeah, they're trending in the right direction now that they've got healthy again. And, you know, we'll get more to the fantasy stats in a moment. I know a lot of people don't care about that. But, uh, uh, Mr. Royston, need more from you. I know your buddy Kate is kicking butt, but uh, you know, it's it's coming. I still believe, but Seth Royston, we, we need a little more from you. He was dealing with some foul trouble is the reason he didn't play a ton against Northland. But, no, even outside of that dominating performance from the Storm. Big win for Crown, no question about that. Another one that was on Saturday was North Central and Martin Luther. Much better performance this time around, though, for the Knights. They only lose this one by 11 compared to their performance against Northwestern on Friday night. But for North Central, I mean, this is just a great weekend for them. They go 2-0 because they did beat Bethany on Friday night as well. So big weekend for the Rams. For you, Ryan, what was the biggest difference this weekend compared to what they had done so far in conference? Because, you know, they come into this weekend one and three, I believe, is what it was. And they have two crucial games here to try and get themselves back into it. They're actually only one and two, so now they're three and two in conference. But it it was a big weekend for the Rams. What was the biggest difference? Full compliment at their disposal. Bringing more gentlemen to the fight. That's the difference for Coach DeWitt's club. I feel bad why I totally missed it last week. We talked about Fuquay out. We talked about Thomas being out. I don't know how I missed it. Apologies go to Tanner Holtman. Okay, he was not in the gym against Northwestern. 
last weekend. He was back this weekend. He's a huge piece as well. Getting those three back, having guys you can count on off the bench who have serious experience and who can score the basketball, massive. Cam Thomas goes off. I got to pull up the box score because now I'm on the Saturday box score against Martin Luther. But if you don't mind, Wyatt, I'm going to go back to Friday. We, that... we can. I mean, there's there's not much else that needs to be said necessarily about the other one. And I yeah. mean, these are the two games we want to talk about anyway. So let's get this, into it. This was a barn burner, a thriller, Incredible. spine tingler, whatever term you want to use. Nail biter. Just the North Gym was on fire this weekend. And we told yeah. people, Wyatt. You said if you had to be locked in a gym and for some reason couldn't get out for a 24-hour time period, it'd be in the North Gym. You would have been a happy camper. I mean, maybe we should have done that. Maybe that's an experiment for the future, okay, where one of us is in the same gym for... No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. But I mean, if you're volunteering, <laughs> go for it. But hey, uh... <laughs> This weekend, I will be in the same gym Friday night and Saturday, so I, I, I guess could. that works. You I could. can say that. But anyway, uh, get, getting back on track here. The depth showing out, I mentioned a moment ago Cam Thomas. They are a totally different team when he's back in the lineup wide. We know he can do work in the post. That's what I talked about and was looking forward to seeing when he gets back in the lineup. Splashing from deep. Okay, that was the huge thing. Six triples off the bench for the sophomore out of Colorado. Micah Filer, your guy, letting it fly as well off the bench. Even though he's coming off the bench wide, he's still got mega volume, okay? He played 29 minutes on Friday. Most field goal attempts, though, 20 whopping points off the bench for him. Fuque had a big and one late. Bethany, I mean, I'll I'll hand it over to you in a moment, Wyatt. But just, just a gut punch, a total gut punch in this contest to start with. We will get to Saturday's game in a moment, but I mean, you shoot fifty percent from the field, forty eight percent from downtown. You had a double digit lead. You're trying to get things going on your home floor in a huge weekend and get off on the right foot. You're spreading the ball around great. Six guys in double figures. I don't know what else I can say. Huge shots down the stretch, though, for North Central. Making plays when they had to. Justin Castro with a massive, massive triple in overtime, fading away to put them in front, and they hang on in this one. I mean, I talked enough about North Central side. Castro, the massive game, as I mentioned. What do you have to say for Bethany? Well, first, a shout-out, too, to the Rams, the celebration in the locker room. Looked yes. like a very fun night and something to be a part of, so that, that was cool to see as well. Big-time performance for them. They made clutch shots, so let me just say that to start. As far as Bethany goes, regardless of the outcome and how it unfolded and everything that you factor in, there's no excuse for going 0-2 this weekend, especially when you led in both games by double digits in the second Half. Talk about a letdown for that crowd that was able to fill that gym. Man, that's disappointing. And I got to be honest, I just, I cannot figure this team out. They make me want to pull my hair out of my head, Ryan, because it's like they can look so good for certain stretches. And then all of a sudden it's like they, they go into a shell and they just, they, they got nothing. They, they can't hit anything. There's just weird sequences with this team. That was not a game Friday night that they, they should have lost. And I mentioned it in the preview. I said, watch them lose to North Central, and they'll probably uh, you know, ruin what was going to be a great matchup between Northwestern. It didn't because it still lived up to the hype. But that's that's just a gutting loss, and it didn't seem like it affected them too much when they took the floor Saturday to begin. But to have it happen twice in one weekend is just gut-wrenching. So 
I mean, what was it? Smith fouling out too, though, in the North Central game is thanks, something worth. Thanks for mentioning because that because it was that played into the overtime. Yes. It was like 30 seconds left in regulation, I believe, and like you said, huge factor in overtime. When they couldn't hang on in regulation, you're thinking, oh, no. Like, not that they don't have enough firepower, but going into that overtime period without Brian Smith, that's a huge note, Wyatt, him not being able to play all the way through that one. And and normally the home team plays for overtime, but obviously this was not necessarily the case. As soon as he went out, you're thinking, like you said, they better find a way to hang on and wrap this thing up, but... That's that's a big swing in momentum here in the conference with North Central winning that game. That's how quick things can change off of just one result. So I mean, very- may, maybe maybe this is too far of a stretch. Why I don't want to say save their season as in it would be all over, but save their expectations. I think is how yes. I would phrase it to do something considerable and make some noise this year late in February like they want to. They needed that game. They are certainly going to be taken much more seriously with that victory versus another loss to go to one and three. I mean, that that was huge for North Central. But again, for Bethany, I cannot imagine a more disappointing weekend than how it unfolded. It's almost worse than if they would have actually been outplayed the entire game and been beat rather than to know you let two games slip away. Because let's go to the Northwestern game now, one that I was able to watch and again, it's like this team looks so good at times, and all of a sudden they just they, they falter. And it's like, what in the world is going on? And if you can't beat Northwestern without Owen Borma, who missed both games this weekend, without Kyle Kamink, who was out against Bethany, I don't know why, but he did not play. Yeah. If you can't get the job done on your home court against those two, I know I said if Northwestern beats them, I'm taking Bethany the next time these two meet. I'm going to have to see what happens the next couple of weeks. To uh, Otherwise, I might be going back on that because of the way things have unfolded. You can't lose to Northwestern when they're missing those two guys if you're Bethany and want to actually be taken as a team that can win the UMAC. So this is extremely disappointing how this weekend turned out. Very frustrating losses. I'm a little upset about it because they you could have won both games. <laughs> they cost me two picks, and now you have a lead in the game picks on me. So I'm a little frustrated with that. And this is a team that has just been underachieving, in my opinion, all season long. And it's it gets to the point now, you look at them, they're 2-3 and three in conference play, and it's like, where do they go from here? There's plenty of time to turn it around, but it's like, when things aren't going your way, how do you respond? And how do you make sure you can right the ship, if you will, or right the wrong and get back on track? Because as that season continues to move along here, there's a lot of teams in the middle of the pack, and Bethany's one of them now. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they really got to get something figured out over there to be more consistent. So that's that's what I would say about Bethany as a whole. As far as the game goes, though, credit to Northwestern for hanging in there. And uh, Caleb Waldeck, my goodness, 26 points, six triples. I mean, on a night that Noah Alm didn't quite have it like he normally does, you're missing Kyle Kamink, Owen Borma. Talk about Caleb Waldeck step, stepping up the senior captain, the leader, and the performance that he had. That is huge. And... If guys like that can do that for Northwestern when they're in a position where the stars like Noah Alm aren't necessarily able to have their best game, I have a tough time seeing them lose. So that's a big win for Northwestern. They hang on, get the win after coming from behind in the second half by double digits. Just a really weird game, though, because it looked like they were going to take control and basically end it. And then, oddly enough, Bethany kept hanging around at the end, hit a Kyrie. couple of big shots. Kyrie's yeah, huge. The, the pull-up three that he made with like 10 seconds left big time. And uh, yeah, I mean, as far as thoughts on that game alone go, it's, it's two very different 
uh, perspectives for those teams at the end of that one for how the rest of the season is going to go. Because I'm going to say, Ryan, I'm about ready to call the race off. Northwestern is going to be the one seed. I mean, with the way this is shaping up, I mean, who's going to stop them at this point? They've beaten the top teams in the conference all on the road now at this point. And they have like a two-game lead, I'm pretty sure, on pretty much everybody. The next closest team is Superior at 2-1. and one, And what? I mean, they, they haven't played any of those teams. So I just, I'm not seeing how Northwestern doesn't win this thing at this point. They should be hosting the UMAC, I feel like, after the way things worked out this weekend. Yeah, you you hit on all of it there, so I'm I'm gonna backtrack a little. Sorry, so much to, I had no, no, you're to good. just I, you're I good. had a lot of things to just let go. I know I was all over the place, but hey, I I hope that was cathartic for you. I hope that was therapeutic. Why for to get just all that off your chest? I know it's been a last you know tough past twenty hours, whatever it's been since that one finished up. I mean, you put a lot of faith in Bethany, and like you said, they they let you down. So yeah, both of them. So <laughs> that that was great. But anyways, that's true. And yeah, I mean, just to start off with what you said, I mean. Looking at the standings, okay, have we ever seen this? I mean, how improbable this is, Wyatt. We're just over two weeks into January. We're only in January. And like you said, the Eagles have already beaten arguably all the toughest teams to play on the road and who we think is going to be near the top half of the conference. They still got to go to Superior. Okay, but basically all of that. And they haven't even played a home game, and they find themselves two games up. And also, by the way, they did it in their last contest against maybe the best contender to try to take them down this year, if you want to call Bethany that from what we've seen from time to time. They do it without a first-team All-UMAC member and what I've said is arguably their best defensive rebounder and a huge glue guy for that team. Two guys inserted into the starting five, normally not playing. We've seen Hoyleen have some experience, as we mentioned, not too long ago in that matchup on Friday night. But, okay, why you mentioned both teams, okay? What we saw from Bethany, both their squads this weekend. It's a tale of two different teams wide, okay? I give Coach Garvin and his staff a ton of credit. As you mentioned, there's a lot of questions going into that matchup against Northwestern. How do they come out of the gates? They're fired up. Boys are ready to rock and roll in front of that blackout crowd at the North Gym. I am giving a golf clap right now. I've asked for energy in these gyms. I've asked for an environment. It seems like we had a pretty decent environment from what I could tell on the streams. Friday night in the North Gym and then Saturday for those pair of games. So well done, Bethany supporters, and for the road fans who came as well. It just makes it so much better. The players deserve it. So well done there. Makes it that much more painful too. <laughs> that That's also true. You're, you're speaking a lot of truth today, Wyatt. It's but, tough. I mean, they make seven triples in the opening half. I mean, they shot a whopping 21 triples. We don't have to go there. But more than half their shots in the first half are three balls. I mean, it's the trend of basketball, okay? but They came out firing, man. I mean, they yeah. were ready to go. And even early in the second half, they have a double-digit lead, and I don't know what got into Mr. Waldeck. Did you officially say it? I don't know if we've officially said it. He's caught my attention, and I know he's caught your attention, so he has caught the uh, the pod's attention. I mean, what a performance on his part. One more time, a career night for him, 26, 7 of 15 from the field, but what is the key number? 6 of 11 from downtown, and most of them, Wyatt, because you watched the game just like I did, most of them are two, three steps outside the three-point line because Waldeck I mean, loves to launch him from way downtown. Well, and, yeah, and I, I, we should ask him about that. What's the deal with that? I mean, he's shooting these things from way out there. Well, and I think it's a combination of things, Wyatt, because when his post comes up to set a ball screen and to try to initiate something, when they're going under, we know he's going to let it go. But with him more than anyone else, where's that ball screen set? 
It's set like a step outside of the three-point line. It's not set just inside the three-point arch. Wally's already way outside when the ball screen's set, so he's like, as long as I have the room, I don't care if I'm way outside, I'm going to let it go. Yeah. No, hey, I mean, give give him credit for the performance he had, and I'm glad you mentioned some of those were way out there because he, he was letting them fly, and he stepped up in a big way. I mean, he kind of brought them back there in the first half for a while, they had cut that thing down uh, from when they were down by double digits, and then eventually Bethany was able to extend on it and uh, get the early lead by double digits in the second half. And uh, again, I mean, Waldeck helped bring them back, and a lot of different guys contributed for Northwestern yes. as well, though. So it's a big team win, and I, I just, I feel like I owe them a little bit of an apology for picking against them in a certain <laughs> extent. It's like the old saying: you don't pick against the best or the king, because if you do, you be- better make sure you don't miss. And uh, yeah, we, we missed that one there, or I did at least on that one. So credit to Northwestern. I, I just just another showcase that they're the best team in the league. I, I think they'll forgive you eventually, Wyatt. But, I mean, I it, pro- so. it proves in sports. We see it at so many levels. We saw it with your Georgia Bulldogs if you want to go there. I mean, we don't have to. But depth always wins out. The depth of the Eagles was on full display Saturday for guys who, quite honestly, if you asked them, do you think – you're going to play a large role in this game at the start of the season. They'd probably be a little surprised if you told them that. You speak of launching it from deep wide. We were having some fun back and forth about who's this number 30 on the floor. I know who he was, for the record, okay? High flyer, Peter Sutton, excellent athlete. But he was ready to shoot. And I give the Eagles credit, Wyatt, when they kick it out to these guys who don't get a lot of playing time, even Micah Posternich, shout out to him. First start of his career, only shot the ball four times, found the bottom of the net every time. Made both his free throws. Never missed a shot, okay? Pitching in. Sutton off the bench. A sophomore who, I mean, if you follow Northwestern basketball, you never thought he would ever play 13 minutes in this game. But unique circumstances come up, okay? Two huge triples, three of six from the field, 10 points off the bench. I mean, just those two combined, Wyatt. To get 19 from those two, if you were to tell the Eagles, yeah, Bethany's going to drop 92 on their home floor today. You're not going to have K-Mink. You're not going to have Borma. Figure it out. Shout out to my guy too, Henry Fombele. You've been asking me why. Do I still believe in the sophomore? Can he come up with the goods? With Borma out, with K-Mink out, he was the rebounding king. He was the guy who dominated the glass in this game. 14 whopping boards for Henry. Didn't even score in the first half. It came in the second half when they needed it. Some huge buckets in the post, 12 and 14 for the sophomore out of Maple Grove. And he outplayed Hunter Nielsen, because you asked me to compare those two in the last pod. Hunter had 9-9, and only one block, though. What did I tell you last week? He needs to be a huge difference on the defensive end. For Hunter Nielsen, in a game like this against Northwestern, he's an elite shot blocker. He needs more than one block. I'm sorry. The the expectations for him are just sky high. They needed more from him. Brian and Kyrie doing their thing, as you mentioned, 24-22 and for them. But, yeah, I mean, we could go so many different directions. All in all, though, Wyatt... Fantastic game, okay? At the it end of the day, one of these, the better games in the regular season. These are the type of games that make it an enjoyment for you and I to do this podcast and to cover the UMAC. Games like these are a real joy to watch. Absolutely. One of the best games of the regular season. Uh, we'll maybe just leave it there because we've already dissected it quite a bit. We'll be talking about these two teams more, though. And like I said, when that next matchup comes around, there's going to be a lot to take a look at and uh, digest and try to see if Bethany can can find a way to beat them the second time around. But they got more things to worry about right now than just Northwestern. So 
with that, let's just do our fantasy basketball. And then we do have one prediction we have to make as well, though, because we have an odd weekday game again back on the women's side. But let's just start with the fantasy basketball. We don't have to talk about this too much because, like you said, I don't know how many people care necessarily. But <laughs> as far as fantasy basketball goes, on the women's side, this is interesting because I am winning in the total points 570 to 461. But it looks like it's kind of hard to tell for sure. You have a few more extra games still than I do, correct? Yes, I do. And I have to give another shout-out real quick to Mr. Bauman, Wyatt. I was actually in the same area he was when he was counting this up last night, and he added something. The averages for our squads, okay? So there's hope for my squad because I'm at an average of 29.95 points per player in the game's that they've played so far. I'm looking at it right now. And you're just under that at 29.92. So, I mean, this is going to be fascinating. We mentioned it last week. I'll mention it again, coming down to the wire. But, I mean, you didn't talk about her much before. Go ahead. Go ahead. Thank your Top Gun for carrying the squad. I was going to say, I mean, I'll literally, if I win this thing, it's going to be because of her solely. (laughs) I mean, there was other people that had good performances. I mean, let's not forget Christian for Superior. She put up 26 this weekend in one of her contests. But, I mean, guys felt, I mean, it's just ridiculous at this point. So, 56 in that game against Northwestern alone. I mean, without her, I would definitely not be in a very good spot. So, uh, it will be interesting to see how the women's one develops. No question about that. It does does the averages in the games played, though, does that factor in games where there's been zeros, though, and, like, are missed? Because, I mean... I think that, I think, I'm pretty sure that uh, Matthew did it just based on the ones that players have played in. I don't think the games not played count towards anything. So Interesting. Well, it's very close. Let's just yeah. put it that way then, based off of that. Don't worry. I, I'm, I'm coming for you, White. Okay? DiGiorgio cool. and Robinson, when they start to play for North Central, Northwestern's going to have some extra games to play too. I'm coming for you, all right? We're, we're a little bit more fleshed out on the men's side of things. Yeah. And uh, you're currently trailing 710 to 696 in that one. And from what I can tell, we're pretty much caught up there to a certain, I mean, right? I mean, based on how I'm trying to read the spreadsheet. Yeah, so over the weekend, I mean, you were hurt a little bit by Walker and Vogel, two jacket guys. You missed four games, if you want to put it that way, for guys who didn't play. And then you had Kyle out Saturday, but you don't get to make that one up because Northwestern still played. And then I had Ackley out for the pair of games and, you know, Royston missed one for Crown, and Carroll missed one for you as well on Friday, I should mention. So there was some missed games, but yeah, it's a lot easier to digest on the men's side. It's a lot, It's close, too. I mean, both very close. So, I mean, we did a good job at least of keeping it uh, even and competitive that way, I guess, as far as our picks go. Again, we missed a couple like we expected we would, but all things considered, the roster's continuing to produce, and it's, it's going to be fun to keep an eye on that as we move along as well. So, Kyrie's with, the difference for you lately, Wyatt. I mean, he stepped up huge this weekend. That's why you're ahead, honestly, is Kyrie's and, big games. Well, and that's why I can't figure out why they can't seem to win games. I just, <laughs> I, it's, it's bothering me, but anyways... Let's make a prediction before we leave you on this podcast. We've got a big one coming up this weekend, though, on the women's side. North Central is hosting Northwestern. The Rams did not play this weekend, so they've had a little bit of a longer break off. As for the Eagles coming off of a one-in-one weekend, Ryan, you make this prediction first, man. This is fascinating. This is going to be a fantastic game at Clark Danielson. At downtown U, as you like to say, Wyatt, on Tuesday night. I'm looking forward to I watching this I wasn't the one. one that came up with it. <laughs> no, I, I just, now that they bought into it. 
Uh, by the way, quick plug, if you would like to hear Khadijah Conte, point guard for the Rams, and Naomi Hagstrom, forward for the Rams, talk about this matchup and a lot of other things. Check that one out. Uh, that's going to be dropped separately, our conversation with that one. Uh, really enjoy talking with them. But they had some matchups last year that were really compelling, Wyatt. North Central getting over the hump against so many teams, that included Northwestern. But I think the Eagles, all things considered, got to be feeling pretty good coming into this one after what they're able to accomplish this weekend. Yeah, one and one, but as you mentioned earlier, a lot of good things to take away from that loss to Bethany. I don't know. I mean, do you give the edge to North Central because they were on a pause and didn't play this weekend and they've had more time to rest? And for the Eagles to go on the road, come back to campus, I would think that they're going to practice on Monday before this one on Tuesday night. Not sure how much, though, Coach Cole and his staff are going to want to do, Wyatt, after a busy weekend. I mean, who do you give the upper hand to coming in? We know North Central won the matchups last year. We know they're undefeated, but they've been off. Yeah, it can definitely be looked at both ways. It's just a matter of if you think that extra rest actually did uh, pay off, I guess, for for North Central. And I guess I look at it like I, I think it probably is. I'm assuming the Rams are going to be at full strength for this and with them being at home I think they probably do have the edge and yeah we we hope they're at full strength or at least close to it and we won't really know until they lace them up on Tuesday so that's a good note Wyatt I think this is going to be a story similar to what we saw Saturday afternoon in Mankato I think Northwestern's going to come out with a strong right hook they're going to make some three balls early they're going to have freshmen off the bench step up and Landvik and Hagen and make some plays and it's going to be a matter of can they hold off North Central down the stretch? Because then North Central is going to come back with a run of their own. Can Northwestern withstand the storm in the second half in Hainan? I think that's going to be the telling point in this matchup on Tuesday. But this is huge. If Northwestern could pick up this one on the road, they're feeling a lot better about their chances down the stretch white to potentially host a semifinal. If not, it's going to be an uphill climb for Northwestern as we head down the stretch to try to get one of those top two spots to host a semifinal. Because that's huge to have an opportunity to host a game in the playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, do you want to do score predictions? I know you're not a huge fan of that. Do you want to just – we got to make our picks more, on who's going to win. I was going to say, I'm more curious if you're, you're going to actually make the pick now. You've gone into all this dissecting and what the big de- deciding factors are, but now which way are you siding? I think Northwestern's just barely going to hang on. I expect them to be up double digits at some point in the first half, and I think this is where we see the first loss for North Central because I think they come out a little rusty, and I think you can't blame them. I think Northwestern's feeling really good. They've looked like a new team in this new year, and by the look on your face, I think you're going to go the other way. I'm just looking forward to watching it, Why? I think it's going to be a fantastic game. I'll throw out a score because I always say, why not? Okay, let's do it. I'm going to say Northwestern finds a way. 68 to 65 North Central misses a three ball at the buzzer and the Eagles survive. Paul takes down Minnie on Tuesday night. Incredible. Uh, I don't know what to do for a score prediction. I don't even remember the score predictions I gave <laughs> last week, to be honest with you. That's the you, problem. You were a lot closer for Northwestern against uh, Bethany on the men's side. I said it was okay. going to be lower scoring, so credit to you there. I mean, that the, the score they had blew us out of the water, but... I am going to take North Central in this game at home, uh, even though they are coming off a little bit of a longer break. They may be rusty early, but as we heard in the player interviews we got to do with the Rams uh, this this week, again, check that one out. It's separate if you want to. They told us 
very straight up, Ryan. They said they feel this is the most talented team that they've had in their time there. It's been something special. I just, I think North Central's got enough experience there compared to what Northwestern has with their players being the younger ones that have needed to kind of start to step up lately. And I think North Central at home is going to get another big win because at some point, when do you put respect on their name? Not that you haven't, but I mean, to take Northwestern in this one to me is almost a little bit like a slap in the face to a certain extent to North Central. So the pause, got, the pause is big. That's if North Central it, had it, played it this last be. weekend and had some mojo, I'd be a lot more confident potentially in considering to take them. But I think that's the that's the difference, honestly. It definitely could be, and I think they're able to overcome it, though. And I think, like you said, the first few minutes of this game and even the first quarter could be a big tell as to how it's going to go. And I think for Northwestern to win, they're going to have to get off to a good start. They're, they're going to have to. I don't see any way that if they get behind in this game early, they're going to be able to win because that, that first quarter is going to be their opportunity to take advantage of North Central maybe coming out a little bit sluggish off of the break. Well, and, and, and what could help done. North Central? What could help them, Wyatt? When they've been off for a long time, I, what am I, I going to allude to? What what did the Rams not have in the men's game that I was at? What did they not have? It didn't help them out. Oh, Huge the game against Northwestern a rival. You're, you're, a crowd you're to go into the crowd. Yeah, Rams Nation better be there on Tuesday because honestly, White, if it's like the last one, if it's any indication, there could be more Northwestern supporters. I don't know what the men's team is doing Tuesday night. I, they should be there. If they don't, I mean, that's a terrible excuse. I'd like to hear the excuse they have. But <laughs> Coach Gross and his staff need to have the guys down in the gym support Northwestern. I think they're going to bring some people is what I'm saying, Wyatt. And that game deserves a vibe, if you want to call it that, on Tuesday night at Clark Danielson. I hope it has it. The players deserve it. I've said it before. I'll say it again. It has got to change from what we saw on the men's side shortly ago when those two faced off. I know it's a Tuesday. I get it. But there better be some energy in the gym that night. I guess time will tell. I've yep. got North Central. If you want me to make a score prediction, let's go 66-60. Yeah. I'm not going to knock that's you. All I got. I'm that's not going to knock you. I mean, we'll see how far they go undefeated. They got a target on their back and compelling game. I, It's going to be huge. Huge swing either way for whoever comes up with the win. Yep, that's that's what I got for that one. So with that, uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter, unlike any other, the UMAC. Download the podcast episodes so you can listen anytime, anywhere. Uh, and check out for that other one we got coming out, the interview with uh, Khadijah and Naomi from North Central. And uh, make sure to check that one out. But other than that, we will have a preview episode coming out again a little later on here. And uh, preview week four action this upcoming weekend. And... Yeah, there was certainly a lot to chew on. Big weekend, but uh, lots of takeaways, and I feel like we've we've talked enough about it at this point. So with that, uh, unless you have anything to add, Ryan, I think we're probably ready to sign off at this point. No, yeah, I mean, just, just a reminder, folks, enjoy the grind, okay? The dream is in the process. Take moments, smell the roses, enjoy everything that this time of year has to bring, and soon enough, it'll all be done, like I said before. So just just enjoy it, okay? Please enjoy it. That's That's my only message. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they're taking it all in and, and loving every second of it. And uh, there were some games this weekend that definitely show us you can enjoy the regular season in the process. So with that, uh, everybody have a great rest of your week as we lead up to the fourth week of action in UMAC play. This has been another edition of the Unlike Any Other, the UMAC podcast. We'll catch you next time.